Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to issue one of the usual one shot, where we go beyond the panels of our favorite comic runs. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hello. This is a new experience. Are you excited? I am. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it myself. So sit back and grab a frosty beverage as we take one shot with Marvel Star Wars. So first, before we get into the actual issues, really, let's do a quick, uh, you know, recap of what Marvel Star Wars is with the the merger of uh, of Star Wars and Disney and Disney and Marvel. Um, there was the shift of the comic uh, creation from Dark Horse back to Marvel because Marvel did the original Star Wars runs in the seventies, right? Um, and they started doing canon um, runs. Um, we've been discussing this on our other podcast, the Usual Podcast. And you can catch our older episodes uh, on iTunes. Um, but this week we're, we're we're trying something new, and we're we're doing a a uh, standalone comics uh, show. So this week um, we're focusing on six issues. Um, we're finishing up the run of Lando with Lando Five. We're starting off the new Chewbacca run with Chewbacca Number One. Um, we are doing looking at the middle two issues of the four ep- issue uh, Shattered Empire run with issues two and three. And we are following along with the ongoing series of Ken Kanan with issue six and Vader and Star Wars, both issue 10. So it seems like a lot and we're going to bounce through them fairly quickly. Right. Um, and again, this is, this is something that I feel like has kind of been a long time coming. We've talked about splitting off <clears throat> portions of our taking parts of our main show and putting them on as standalone shows. And I think this gives us a little more freedom to talk about universes in general, right. specific runs in general. So we were cramming a lot in this week, but I think going forward, we can kind of... It'll be a little bit more targeted. Yeah, pick and choose. And and I think it's going to be fun. Absolutely. This is going to be a lot of fun. So, Lando number five first. This is the end. Yeah, I'm going to start off this section by saying, I called it. Yeah. <laughs> And look, you were right, and we speculate a little bit. It was on, like from the first issue. Yeah. You knew what was going to happen to Lobot. Lobot was too talkative in he the was. beginning. And, and just as another caveat to what we're going to be doing here, there's going to be spoilers in here. I'm not, I, I don't want to kind of, I don't know, tiptoe around spoilers. And yeah. so we're going to say in the beginning, uh, maybe we'll start saying in the beginning of every episode going forward, but there will be spoilers in here. So if you haven't read these, or if you don't care, you know, stay with us. That's fine. But, Heck, we might have to do an intro bumper that says, caution, spoilers yeah. <laughs> ahead. And there might be one already. I might have already put it in, and we yeah. already said that. But then I have to cut this out, and then now we're talking to our future selves. Does that mean we have time machines? No, not yet. Mine's still, I'm working on it. Oh, okay. So I'm Is not a scientist, it so it's a problem. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so you, you, you did call it, man. Lobot was way too talkative in the beginning of the series, and he, got, he gets injured in issue three or four. Right. And... This is the issue where they have to pull him out of the back to tank early. Lando's worried that that's going to mess, you know, his circuitry is already, you know, his implants are already trying to take over his, you know, his, his mind. Right. What really got me with this issue is that the ongoing character of the, uh, agent slash bounty hunter that, that, that's uh, been looking for him. Yeah. The Palpatine sent after, um, after them, we knew would have a history with, with Lando just because Lando has a history with every woman in the galaxy. Exactly. But what it, I find really, exactly. But what I find (laughs) really interesting is that the romantic entanglement was actually with Lobot. Yeah. And, and that was kind of neat. I I like that aspect. And I like the fact that I think that's probably what 
Do you think she knew ahead of time who she was looking for? That's This is something that just popped in my head. Do you think she knew when Palpatine said, hey, go find my ship? Do you think she knew? Well, I think she knew that, that that it was it was Calrissian and his crew. Yeah, she knew they were on the short list. Okay, because who else is going to be crazy enough to steal the Emperor's private yacht? Which gets to my other idea of like this is Lobot, right? And this is somebody right. she's had a relationship with. So if she catches up with Calrissian, she can actually have you know maybe resolve exactly. something that was happened with Lobot before. Exactly, and she does. You she know, has implants too. She does, and she does change her alliance a little bit without. Um, sacrificing her duty to the Emperor. Right. Which I think is very cool. But ultimately, the choice is down to Lobot. Yeah. Because he can either choose to fight off the implants and not reactivate the escape pods and choose love with the bounty hunter, or he can choose to activate the escape pods, give over his mind to the implants, but and then save everybody. And save everybody. Which, I mean, this is a very, I mean, I don't want to say it's a very, it's cliche to say it's a very Star Wars moment, but this is one of those, I I almost think it's one of those, more of those Bioware moments where it's like, you're sitting there and you have a character who is like, okay, I, I don't have to die, but I have to, a part of me has to go away or I have to sacrifice somebody else in order to save more people or to save somebody I care about. And I think that was, that, that kind of... I was reading this and I started to get a little emotional only because I knew what was coming. I knew there's a reason Lobot was the way he was right. when we saw him in episode five, but it, See, it's, it, it was a sad. Yeah. Well, that's the brilliant part of the writing of this issue is that we already know the choice he's going to make right. because everyone's alive. I mean, Lando's alive to save, you know, to, to destroy the second Death Star. Exactly. Lobot's alive to be his second in command on Cloud City. So we already know the decision that's going to get made, but we don't know the emotional entanglements that go to it. And what I love even more is after they activate the two escape pods and she goes one way, they go the other. He has a pre-recorded message knowing that ultimately Lando was going to make the same self-destructive choices that he made that was going to lead to this event. And can I read this? Because I think it's interesting. He goes, hey, Lando, if you're hearing this recording, I'm gone. And you said the worst. You said the word cure. I bet it didn't take you long either. And it took all of about two pages. Yeah. Maybe you'll pull it off. I wouldn't put it past you. I've seen you beat the odds, beat crazier odds. But even if you don't, I'm not angry about what happened to me. Not now and definitely not by the time you hear this. I live by my choices. I don't think I have very much time left. Let, let me get to it. You have, you have a power, Lando. People follow you. They willingly become chips in your game cards in your deck that's an amazing thing it's how you do the things you do we're your luck which i really like that's a very cool (laughs) concept so here's what i'd like to tell you while i'm still your friend of many years instead of whatever i'm about to become stop playing get out of the game fold find something to believe in other than yourself anyway use that power you have that luck all that charm and do something good with it Lando, old buddy, you're better than this. And what does he do shortly after? He becomes an administrator yeah. for Cloud City. And he, he goes and starts down. Cloud City. Right. Yeah, he settles down. Granted, it is a gamble. Sure. Because he's not going to get that completely out of Of his course, life. he's still gambling, but he is trying to do something good. Right. You know? He knows that he's taking a leadership role. Mm-hmm. And even though he has to play the odds with Vader in Empire, 
he clearly makes that choice to believe in something with his friends. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a really powerful way to end the, end the series. I, I didn't know how they would wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the run had its ups and downs, but overall, I, I don't know. What'd you think overall? I love Lobot. Yeah. That's really what it boils down <laughs> And this was to. really about Lobot. It was. It was really more of a series <laughs> about Lobot and the humanization of androids. Yeah. Really. It really was. And the humanization of the scoundrel characters of, of uh, Calrissian in mirroring the humanization of Solo right. throughout the run of Star Wars. So Yeah, I I think this, this run worked out, yes. in my opinion. There I think were... this run is a success, whereas I, I think we both thought Leia was a... Not a failure, but it was, it yeah. was, it, it had unfulfilled potential. Although we'll get to it later. They actually referenced the Leia series in, um, Star Wars. In Star Wars. Yeah. Cool. All right. So anything else on Lando? I think it was a good, I, I don't know. Overall, the series was good. I, I really think it had a really powerful ending. Yeah. I, I definitely give it two thumbs up. Sweet. I will give it also two thumbs up. <laughs> Not that how, that's our rating system. How, I, just... I mean, do we have a rating system? Just, I'm just messing with you. Um, yeah, right. so let's move on to... What's next? Okay, the next one is Chewbacca. Okay. Okay, it's the beginning of a limited run. I think there's going to be five, just like there was with Leia, just like there was with Lando. Right. Now, I was a little bit concerned going into this one. I wonder I why. love Chewbacca. Yeah, me too. I do. But what's the same issue we have with Chewbacca and Groot? They only say either nothing or the same thing over and over. Exactly. Now, with Groot, he's got the companion of Rocket Raccoon that can actually be a sounding board. So we, I was kind of curious how they were going to do that. And as a quick side note, I'm reading the Groot series, which I'd like to go back yeah. to have a conversation with at some point. But the last couple have been really, really good. But it's not about Groot. It's about who he meets up with yes. and what's going on. And that's kind of what we get in Chewbacca as well. Yeah, which is what I love about the way that this is being written is not necessarily the dialogue because none of us speak Wookiee. Right. It's about the coloring and the drawing of the panels themselves. Right. Because you get the emotion of Chewbacca in the way he says the words. Yeah, especially the shot where yeah. he's laying in a field of flowers. Yeah. And, you know, he's, you know, head behind, typical Chewy, head behind, you know, hands behind his ear, head, yeah. you know, and relaxed. And he's, he's, he's blissful. He's, he's definitely happy. Yeah. Right. So basically, this issue is all centered around him meeting a young girl. Um, which do we actually get her name? You know, I don't think so. Let me find it. Basically, her dad is a gambler, and he. Um, what I I do love is they tied this really. They tied it in with the destruction of the Death Star. Yeah. Because his gambling debts, which he was just about to pay off, totally inflated because of the devaluation of the credit due to the destruction of the Death Star. Right. Or at least that's the rationale that the bookie gives him. Her name is Zaro. Zaro. So Zaro's father gets captured, and both he and she are sent below ground to mine in a mine. Right. It's um, like a bug larva mine. Yeah. It's really interesting. It is really interesting. And he figures out a way for her to escape. He forces her to escape. Uh, she obviously wants to save not only him, but all the other slaves. When she escapes, no one will listen to her. Right. She runs into uh, Chewie as he goes into a a uh, marketplace trying to right, buy a marketplace part, trying to buy a right? part, and then he doesn't have enough credits, so he goes into a casino and plays with some back, <laughs> plays just enough sabak to get enough money, exactly. <laughs> but he's basically also hiding her at the same time. Yeah, so he hides her, and 
while he's fixing the thing, she's like saying, I need you to come help me. I need you to come help me. And then she finally brings up the point of saying, oh, I guess, you know, you have a love for the Empire or something. And then he just rages out of control. And Well, there's a couple triggers here. Right. Because a couple of things that are going on is she just kind of keeps saying, no one will help me. No one will help me. No one will listen. And all she's doing is talking. There's a couple moments where Chewie's holding his ears. He's just like... You have to stop talking. You're driving right, me you crazy. Remember, he's on a mission. Yeah. He's like, he's trying to get something done. He's working on the ship the whole time. Yep. And she's just talking, talking, talking. And she does make the crack about the, about the empire. And he, you know, you must love the empire. And he gets really upset. And you can tell by the red yeah, letters. Yeah. Red lettering <laughs> instead of what it had been. Right. And so he, <laughs> this is my favorite panel. He goes, she goes, I don't know what to do. Nobody will help me. And he's like, ah, holding his ears. My dad is trapped down in, in, in Jum's mind, blah, blah, blah. And then she keeps going, keeps going. And then the most important part is she says, do you know what that means to be a slave? Right. Because we all know the, that he was a slave and not only was he a, a slave, but Han saved him. Well, I don't know if this is officially in canon right. yet, but in the EU or the legends. Well, Han's the reason he's not a slave. Anymore. Right. And that's why he has the life debt to the right. Solo family is because he was a slave miner. On the spice mines of Kessel, I believe. right? So he knows what it means he, to be. A he slave. knows what's going on, and so he makes the decision to instead pull of out taking the off, take, pull out the bowcaster and help her. So right. it's a very it, it's. I had some concerns going into this too. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know how invested I am in this little girl. I don't really know how I feel about. You know, I, I think what I need to know is what Chewie's mission is to make it mean yeah, more they in the really overall universe. Yes, exactly. And what he's sacrificing in his mission exactly. to help her. And that's, and again, I don't mind these characters going off and helping people. But if those people don't ultimately matter and the, the grand scheme right. or the grand, what's supposed to be happening in the Star Wars universe right. isn't and happening. We'll get more into that specific concept in Shattered Empire. Exactly. But what I love about this, again, in relation to Groot, is there's actual panels where you see her climbing all over his back as they're walking back to the ship. That's very reminiscent of Rocket climbing all over Groot. Exactly. Um, All right, so I think it's a a decent... What do you think of the first issue? It's a decent intro. I mean, you knew it was all going to be about character introduction and uh, introducing the emotional aspect of it, but they really do need to, at least in the next issue, touch on what his specific mission is. Because as it is right now, you just know he's trying to transport a, a, a box or something. Right. And, and you know, what's in the box? I mean, that's intriguing. What's in the box? But at the same time, it would be nice to have a little glimmer of what his mission is right. uh, before we get... I mean, if we don't find that on the next, episode, next issue, it's I think that, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's poor pacing. Yeah. All right, so next, what do we have? Uh, I say we move into Shattered Empire. Okay. And we we brought this up when we read issue one last uh, a few weeks ago on our other podcast, but you uh, were mentioning the connection to Force Awakens, because this is a specific, the full title is Journey to the Force Awakens, Shattered Empire. <laughs> That's not a long title. Exactly. But it is part of the whole... Isn't it Marvel, Star Wars, Journey to the Force Awakens? Something like that. But basically, it's, it's part of the whole Journey to the Force Awakens run right. that they're doing in sticker books and young adult books, and Aftermath is part of it. It's a whole collection of, I think there's 20 books that are involved, and this is one of them. Yeah. Um, but this takes place immediately after Battle of Endor, mm-hmm. very much in keeping with the storyline that's in the video game Star Wars Uprising, is that there's a lot of Imperial disinformation going on. Yeah. The way this... We're talking about issue two and three kind of at the same right. time, but the way issue two opens, 
was a trip because you get this messenger, this imperial messenger, right? And it was dressed almost like an imperial guard, but without the red mask. Yeah, there's a weird, and so I'm curious to see what you think about this, but there's a weird, like, almost like a, um, almost from, uh, like the Halo universe mask. Yes. Like one of the, um, one of those masks on an imperial guard, <coughs> like a formal version of the imperial mm-hmm. guard. And so this is really interesting. So he comes in, or he, she, it walks in to this imperial Admiral. dude, Admiral. And so. <laughs> or it's a captain, actually. Yeah, Captain Lear, okay? And so he's, you will verify with blood. And he's like, of course. And so he reaches out, pluck, you know, stabs his hand with his little nail. Right. Samples his blood. Okay, says you check out. And then, so what do you think? Is that the Emperor's face? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a recorded image of Palpatine. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. So that's Palpatine's face. I didn't know if it was like, all of a sudden, now we see this weird messenger's face. No, it's Palpatine. Okay, so... So this person is pretty much a conduit for whatever Palpatine left to be told in his death. Right, because in any basic, like, holo recording, right. it would necessitate the recipient to get a hold of the recording. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, if you put it into some sort of uh, biometric android or whatever, you, then if something happens, say the death of Palpatine, right. this person, or this droid can go, or whatever it is... Can Could go, be a droid. Exactly. Could go off on its mission and start it without having to necessitate the person finding the whole right. recording. Absolutely. So basically the whole thing is is the the, the Emperor uh, instigates um, Operation Cinder, mm-hmm. which if you can't tell by the mm-hmm. clever code name, it means <laughs> they're going to burn <laughs> to the ground. Sorry, burn stuff to the ground. Thank you. And, um, you know, the first thing that crossed my mind is the... Uh, Destruction of Atlanta right. in the Civil War, uh, a scorched earth, a scorched earth policy, and basically you find out through the the issues that that they are going to go and raise Naboo. Yeah, obviously to hide some secrets that Palpatine has on Naboo because Palpatine is from Naboo. And before, right before we get to that, there's this battle where again you see um, her name just flew out of my head, Dameron, the girl. Right. Um, she the is the Dameron family. The Dameron family. She's doing some great piloting once again. Yeah, takes she's down, part of the Green, Green, Green Squadron. Right. Takes down an ATAT. Does a great job. And comes back, uh, is talking to this, um, talking to this Duros. Duros. Yeah. And so anyway, we get to this point to where she, she needs a couple of days of our, our, our. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a, there's a panel where, Leia's talking to Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. And I just want to take a quick aside here, because I know we have a lot more to get to, and we'll just get through this really quick. But I honestly, man, the art in this particular series, it's phenomenal. It is really good. It's not crisp and, and everything, but they do really well with faces. Like that shot of, of Leia's face and, and Mon Mothma. And, and these two panels on this page are phenomenal. There's a great panel later on. Where it's a uh, head-on shot of Leia. Right. And it looks exactly like Carrie Fisher. Yeah. So, Damron. Yeah, so Damron uh, walks up and says, you know, I beg your pardon, but, oh, I guess I'm your pilot. I'm assigned to yeah. Leia. <laughs> so, we have to go now. And so, Leia and Damron... They're going to Naboo. Naboo. And they actually reference that in the discussion with Mon Mothma. Leia says, I've been there, but not in official capacity. And that's a callback to the Leia series. Right. When after the destruction of Alderaan, which in this case is what five years earlier, or whatever, yeah. 
um, and she was going around to find all the wayward Alderanians, right. she went and discovered a, a clan of them on, Alder- on yeah. Naboo. Exactly. There's this moment where Leia is contacting the next of kin mm-hmm. to folks who died in, in, and the, she's in the Battle of Endor, right? Yeah. And I just thought that was really cool. Yes. I thought that was, that really, it's, it's a Leia thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally what Leia would And it's do. a great callback to World War II. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. And, and then we can get to that in the next, in the next uh, issue as well. But anyway, so then they get to, they get there. I don't know what else goes on. They meet the queen and then there's a storm and it turns out the empire is, is creating a creating worldwide a storm havoc of storms yeah. with a, a correlation of um, satellites. Satellites. So and that's pretty much the end of the episode, episode issue. <laughs> the cover of the next episode, uh, next issue is, is amazing. So let's just get into the next one. They obviously have to figure out a plan. Yes. Okay. And so what, what were your overall thoughts of how this played out? I personally was very excited about one aspect, but I'll see what you come up with. Um, I liked a couple of different things. First of all, I, I liked the fact that... Oh, I forgot we see him, too. Yeah, during the Battle of Naboo, which happens during Episode 1. Right. Right, the Phantom Menace with the whole battle between the Trade Federation and the Gungan Army and, and the Naboo pilots. Um, at that time... Amidala had actually shut down a wing of the hangars. Right. And there's a collection of three Naboo. It's funny. I didn't really, I remember she did that. Yeah. So there's that. And so there are three ships that they can attack. Well, Leia can pilot one. Damron can pilot another. And it turns out the current queen had been certified as a pilot before the year before she became queen. Yeah. Um, so I just love how the pilots that are going to fight off this Imperial cruiser. Right. Uh, Star Destroyer class two, I think they said is. But a princess, a queen and a, and an actual pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love is that both the queen and the princess subverted themselves to the lieutenant. That's my favorite part. Which is far. very cool. Well, let's go back to that in a second. So we have we have Chewie in the beginning, too, helping out male Dameron, whatever his name is, right. down on the planet. And, of course, Sky, the, entra- the entrances of um, this guy. So uh, so Chewie saves male Dameron from, from death. And the reason why this comes in is because he's actually part of Han Solo's uh, guerrilla detachment. Well, I was trying to bury the lead, but yeah, you're right. He oh, says, sorry. thanks, Chewbacca. And he goes, hoof, right? And then strike teams form on me. And of course, it's Han, Han Solo. Solo. Right. And again, the art is, oh, is, exactly. is ridiculous. So, um. And the reason why this ties in with Force Awakens, as we mentioned in our previous podcast, is that the Damerons, these are husband and wife. Yeah. Um, they have a young son named Poe. Named Poe. Who is. Who's alive in this series. Who is alive. He's a young him. boy and yeah. he's staying with, uh, uh, the, the, the wife's father right so he's with a grandfather but poe dameron is the character played by uh, oscar isaac who's the next wing pilot in in force awakens one other thing i want to throw out here too is when they walk into the hangar uh there's that moment leia standing in the exact spot where darth maul ignited his double blade lightsaber for yep. the first time in episode one and as she's staying there she says i feel cold yep and then you see like you can see the eyes of, of, of and the Maul, face markings of, and Maul. it's just oh, it's just so cool. Now, what really quick? I don't because I haven't watched Clone Wars, and because in Clone Wars there is a clone of Maul. Well, Maul's alive, right? They bring Wars. Maul back yeah. alive or whatever. I don't know what happens to his character in Clone Wars. Neither do I. I was half expecting him to show up. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they're going to bring 
maul into this, which would be very cool. Um, but then they get up into the battle. They're, the odds are heavily against them. They all basically think they're going to die. And then who comes in to save the day? Oh, is that a question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lando. Lando. So Lando shows up. And <laughs> I, I, look, and this is, and before we get to the Lando part, because I want to tie in what was said before. Um, as she thinks, female Dameron decides to take on the entire TIE, fly, tie fighter fleet. Right, while the um, princess and queen go off to, to take out the satellites. While they take out the satellites. So she's fighting them and she says, I don't know how long I can keep this up. Right, because there's because the, the cruiser has a contingent of like eighty four tie fighters. Exactly, she says. Um, I have a husband and son, and she says, "I don't, I don't want to write that. I don't want you to write that letter, okay? I don't want you to have to do that." And she says, "And she says, I won't, Lieutenant Bay, Bay. I won't need to." And then <laughs> all of a sudden, there's an explosion. Lando shows up. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. I love the Rebel fleet right now. You know, they're on the, the wake of the Death Star exploding. They're riding high. They're riding high, and they have power behind them. They have momentum. They, have, remember, they have confidence. Yeah, and you got to remember, Gen- Lando's a general at this mm-hmm. point. Exactly. As and, is Han Solo. And so Lando and Yumnub is there, and they fly in, and he's got this giant ship. And they take it down, and then, you know, all is well. And then, of course, they're hugging at the end. Yes. To be concluded, meaning we only have one more of these. Right. This is a limited run of four instead of five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so but but so this overall, is, yeah, this is a very 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 strong run. I think so too. I like it. Plus, it is they. You knew it had to be because this specifically ties in to the upcoming movie. Yeah, and so they had to get it right. Well, everything's on point. Yes, the writing, the character choice, the timing, uh-huh. the, the art. I mean, everything in this is, in my opinion, on point and. I know we're we're excited about it because it is leading up to The Force Awakens, but at the same time, this is actually really, this is exciting. I'm hoping that, I know this won't continue, but I like more of the comics to have, is urgency the right word? Uh, and I don't know, I don't know what I really want from the other comics that I'm not getting, but like, for example, Leia didn't have it. Right. You know, and it was it's be- definitely a sense of urgency. Yeah, and, and maybe because we didn't care what was going on, right. we didn't know what was coming. What was coming? We're already seeing characters we're going to see in the Force Awakens, so maybe that's helping. Yeah, um, we're seeing you know a young Han Solo again. We're seeing a young Leia again. Um, so I think I think this is I think this is good. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now let's move on to Kanan. Okay. This is issue six. Now. Um, I know this is one of both of our favorite runs. Yes, for sure. But actually, I don't think there's a lot to discuss in this. Not really. Because uh, what we were expecting going into this because of the uh, coming next issue was a lot to do with the crew of the ghost. Right. Right. And there actually wasn't a lot of it. The whole basis of this issue. Which was, I was surprised on. Yeah. In the beginning, because uh, not to cut you off, but at yeah. the end of the last issue, we were like, oh my God, it's the crew of the ghost. Here we are. Right. You get a couple... What I did like is that panel where you see all of them saying things. Yes. And it breaks it up and they're all, it was almost like kind of a Brady Bunch panel, yeah. sort of. And they all say something, but then that's kind of it. It is. Now, the one important aspect of this is because basically they all, they end up going back, yeah. They end up going back to, um, the planet of Collar, which is where Kanan lost his master. That's where he became a, a rogue person. And where he met, um, the, yeah, the dude. Yeah, the dude that helped him out. And right. helped him hide that he was a Jedi. Right. Janice. Yeah, Janice. And now the, but the thing is, is that even though we know that there's a relationship between he and Hera, right? right. Because this is post Ezra, so we know this is 
prior to A New Dawn. Right. Where we know there's a relationship. She doesn't know he's from color. Right. So. no, Nobody realizes what's going on yeah. here. And he's battling ghosts. And what I love is he's battling mental ghosts. But he's seeing, he is actually seeing. Literally. Literally <laughs> seeing force ghosts. Or we're they're, literally, they're not ghosts. Or we're we're literally seeing, seeing the ghosts. But what yeah. he's imagining in his head. Right. Um, and. I like the reactions to like, you know, oh, I'll go with you. No. Like he flips out. Yeah. Like he's got a short fuse. He's trying to deal with these. So he takes the droid. So he's he like, fine, shot. I'll take the one I can't really understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what ends up happening is he ends up running into, uh, the current day governor. Right. Who was the person chasing him in the, when he was a kid. Right. And they actually end up coming to, he doesn't know who he is until later. Right. But they end up coming to an agreement and he becomes what we think is going to become a rebel ally. Exactly. We're hoping. We're hoping. Um, so that's, that's kind of it. I mean, there's, you know, there's that moment where he thinks he's stumbled upon, um, uh, Janice, Janice again, but Jarvis. it turns out Jarvis, but it turns out to be the other guy. Yeah. You know, he ends up kicking everybody's butt, you know, and then the other guy, uh, the, the governor or whatever comes back in. And that's kind of all we have in this. And we have this notion. I, I don't know when he got stabbed in the back, I was like, what? Yep. But again, he even says it, you know, in his interior, because you get his interior monologue the whole time. Um, but you get this sense of he's just like, man, I should have known that was coming. But yeah. this stupid planet has me thinking about all this stuff. Yeah. And I didn't. And he ends up passing out at the end because of the, the void, which we actually think I would mainly think is that maybe it had some sort of poison on it. I think it's poison because he's like, everything is fine. He's thinking, oh, um, oh, you're what's your ETA? Okay. I'm good. And then he looks, he's all. Damn it. And then you see, you see, uh, Chopper Chopper's kind of flipping out. out. But then so, what I love is when he's passed out on the ground and Chopper's freaking out, right. you see the ghosts, his, his own personal ghosts. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's himself with his master and everybody else and, yeah. the, and the clone troopers and stuff. So yeah. this is, it, it's a good issue. Um, yeah. It was just, it was a, you could definitely tell it was a setup for what's next. Yeah. And so we do have the cover of the next issue. Yes. And so you see a woman in a back to tank. That's it. Yeah, I really young, have no a, idea what's going and, on. With and this. a young Kanan with that same medical choice. <laughs> yeah, so I really don't know what's going on with this. Yeah. So, anyway, again, strong series, but not much happening. Uh, what's next? Uh, I don't We want to go into Vader or Star Wars? Flip a coin. I'll let you choose because I've led the discussion the last couple. Well, I kind of hate you. So, um, let's go with, let's start with, uh, Vader. Okay. Okay. For me, again, one of right up there with Kanan for me. Um, this was definitely a darker, I thought it was a little darker only because of the torture and yeah. <laughs> the crazy asteroids. <laughs> what I love is you have BT one, right? But yeah. then you have double O zero, yeah. which is, I, I don't see how it's not a callback to bond and being able to extract information. It's basically a torture protocol droid. And he's so excited about it. Like, and he I, loves torture. Like, I just feel like... He hates organics. <laughs> he's just like, I want to kill them, but I want to kill them so slowly. I know. <laughs> and he's got red eyes, which... Oh, that's great. Red opticals. Red red optics, which is great. But what I love is you got a little bit more of the darker backstory of the, uh, the droid archaeologist. Yeah. Which... I love how she said that, and um, we'll get to that in one second. One thing I don't want to forget to talk about is Vader giving this her his new handler a really nice compliment. Yes, this is not something that Vader hands out lightly. His I don't even remember the dude's name, but um, he's able to circumvent some piece of security right. 
in three tries. And just, he, and, he, and he solves it in such a logical way. And, like, and Vader is just like, um, what does he say? Uh, he says, ensure, you know, don't fail. And then when he doesn't fail, he's like, uh, what does he say? You are talented and persistent. His name is um, Thanos. Right. Um, you are talented and persistent. Which are things that Vader cherishes. I mean, he's very okay with people who are talented and persistent. And persistent. So I think that's really cool. So let's get to uh, what you just said, the backstory. Yeah, because the whole purpose of... Because Vader sends the, the archaeologist out on a mission to Naboo. Right. To speak to the mortician who prepared Amidala's body right. for burial. And to get confirmation of her giving birth to a boy. So she takes his attack droids. Dude's not going down without a fight. Grabs this... Awesome looking rifle. Right. Um, Which is a gift from Padme. Yeah. Start shooting people. Right. Uh, Actually, I think they're uh, Magna Warriors. Yeah. So he shoots one of them. They're Magna Guards. Sorry. Magna Guards. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. So he shoots one of them. And then <laughs> the little astromech destroys the weapon in his hand. <laughs> it's just like, and my favorite, one of my favorite lines is she goes, where is it? She says something about we weren't supposed to hurt them. Right. And double zero says something. But basically, they're they're saying here. It doesn't here, matter. Yeah, no, it's fine. They're 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 basically saying here to interrogate the mortician, right, to confirm the birth of Luke, right, or the, the birth of a male, right, which is important, which is very interesting, right, because the is they're trying to anything, confirm that she wasn't pregnant when she was buried, right. That's the key part because they're pushing for didn't he have a didn't didn't she have a kid a son right. before she was buried. Yes. And he eventually confirms yes. But, but, <laughs> is it with any, any interrogation that you've seen in the Star Wars universe, asking the right questions is the most important. Exactly. Because yes, he confirms that yes, she gave birth to a boy. Right. They never ask, did they, she give birth to anything other than a boy? Exactly. So this is interesting. I, I like her story comes up when he says something about her being a good queen. Yes. And she says, goes into the story about how, she she tells an imagined version of how she of of how her parents died, right? Or how her parents didn't die, right. but they really did. You know, um, in her version, she comes back and saves them. Um, but but really, in real life, her mom died in a ditch. And- exactly. And so there's this moment where you know it's she's just like it's war. You know, I saved everyone. Um, and my dad came back, and we all lived happily ever after. And now I spend my time wandering the galaxy, recovering awesome cannons. My mom definitely didn't die in a ditch on a dead-end forest world we only went to because she was so idealistic. So Now, what makes me think about okay, because this is post-A New Hope, mm-hmm. but prior to Empire. In the canon timeline, the only forest planet that they had been was during the Clone Wars, and they're on Kashyyyk. Right. What if she died during the Clone Wars on Kashyyyk mm. when she was a kid? That's a good point. I wonder. That's possible. I don't. I mean, it makes it sense is, to me. Yeah, it's the only conclusion I can come up. Yeah, with. but basically, she's yeah. It's basically showing her her determination. And I also find it interesting that she has she does not flinch. Nope. As he's being tortured, uh, she does leave the room though. She leaves the room, but she can hear it happen. Yeah, she goes around the corner. And she even makes the note of looking at his pictures and saying, oh, you have a good life here, Commodex uh, or whatever. And he's screaming in the other room, you know, and she doesn't for a second respond to that and comes nope. back, you know. And I think that speaks volumes for who is Vader's apprentice, yeah. right? I mean, 
No one else is going to be Vader's apprentice and not give a crap about what's happening in that other. Well, not technically his apprentice, but his his, uh, partner. uh, No partner either is the wrong word. His uh, associate. Associate would be assistant. I can do this all day. Yeah, but she's not because we, as far as we know, she doesn't have any force sense. That's a good point. Uh, Well, I mean, I didn't mean apprentice like Sith apprentice. I just meant like, and I guess apprentice is definitely the wrong word, but definitely somebody he trusts. Yes, definitely somebody he because um, he sent her on. A few very important issues. Oh, yeah. And if she decided to betray him, Speaking there's not name. much she could do. Exactly. Right. All right. So I think that... And so she goes back, reports back, and basically says, yeah, he also really loved her. We were right. Right? Yeah, but she says something in the very last page about it seems that she was a good person or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's asking what the next men- mission is. Yeah, but she said, she references uh, Padme specifically and how she was loved or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She says... uh uh, did you discover anything else? Nothing relevant, really. I mean, he really loved her. Sounds like sounds like she was something special. And which, this is, of course, Anakin. Right, which he's talking to his her right. husband, which yes. is brutal. Um, and then he's, she's like, anything else we're going to do? He, sa- he says, we're going to do this thing. And she goes, on it, any other problems on the horizon? And he says, my current adjunct is somewhat eager and enthusiastic. Anything to worry about? And she's, and he, I just love this. He says, I have no fears. He suspects nothing. So he's talking about his new little, uh, his new little handler guy. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. I like this series. So do I. I like how dark it is. Yeah, it's very well done. And I love those droids. <laughs> I mean, that torture scene is just, and he's so bummed. He couldn't keep torturing him. Like he's just, I feel bad for him. Almost. I know, right? He's like, let him, just let him torture him. Just it's already happened. <laughs> just a little bit of torture. <laughs> Make the droid happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're on to Star Wars 10. Um, Star Wars 10. This is our last one. Yeah. This is basically, I mean, we're we're still coming to terms with what the relationship is between Han Solo and Han Solo. I have no idea. But this is just, like one of those, it's almost like one of those sitcoms or... or it's Ross and Rachel. Is yeah. What it it's is. like, oh, are they going to do it? What are they? What are they going to... Are they gonna? And I'm just like, all right. If they don't say the next issue... I might have a couple issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, basically, they're finally, they're escaping their hideout moon or whatever, and they're trying to get into hyperspace. And what I love is the banter between Leia and Sana and how they're making fun of the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. Oh, I love it. That's so funny. Like, <laughs> and she's basically like, uh, you know, did he tell you about the Kessel Run? He loves talking about the Kessel he Run. He loves talking about that. He says the, he makes it out to be the fastest ship in the galaxy, but you're in it or something. Yeah, exactly. Like that, which is pretty funny. Anyway, I, I still, I'm, I'm having an issue with like, okay, I know things are happening. I know they're getting shot at, but like, can you just find, can we just know? And she's pushing it on purpose, I feel like. Yeah. And there is a fun little banter there. Like, she's basically saying like, oh, we are married. Like, you know, um, Don't you she, remember what she, happened on yeah, she refers to herself as a solo at some point and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, don't think they can go on much longer, but it, it's yeah, sort gonna, of funny. I'm guessing they're going to have to wrap it up in the next couple issues because we're going to get to another, uh, Obi-Wan journal issue here soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's that too. Um, Actually, so, I think we have two more issues before that happens. Okay. So we have Chewie and, and C3PO on their mission. Yes. Also in this. I love. I just love the, the, I, I wish they had more missions that were just C3PO and Chewbacca. Yeah, they're funny. I, <laughs> I like how C3PO, Chewie's like, all right, 
You speak basic. Go. But well, he doesn't say it. He's just like, okay, go. You know your mission. Yeah. <laughs> See, is so gullible and stupid. Yeah, he's like, he goes up to a couple of, of criminal droids in an alley and says, oh, and says, I'm trying to find so-and-so. Will you show me? And they're like, yeah. So they draw, t- take and him like, into a Should we cut alley. his head off? Let's cut his head off. And he's like, oh, there seems to be a problem. I'm at a dead end. Do you think that maybe we made a wrong turn? <laughs> and then, of course, it was all set up for Chewbacca to come in and rip their arms off. Right, which was hilarious. Yeah, so you know that the Chewbacca was just setting all this up. and But then the whole time is uh, 3PO is apologizing to them, saying, I'm sorry, he doesn't know right. what he's doing. And so, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So the, so there's that happening. They're looking for Luke. Yes. Luke is at a, at a, at a hut palace. Yep, the hut with the crazy arms. Right. And the robotic legs. Uh, <laughs> and the buff arms. And so what I, the most intriguing part of this issue was this pit. This yes. idea of, is this is, I mean, there, I mean, is it, are we really trying to say this is where Luke gets his, his lightsaber training from? I mean, that's what I'm well, getting from this. You see the guy who's like the pit handler. Right. Knows how to wield a lightsaber. But this is where he is honing his skills, his meager skills. I mean, the guy says, I mean, obviously he gets beat immediately. Right. right. And he's training. He does have, he might have power in the force, but this guy who I don't even think is force sensitive is able to beat him. What I love is the guy is in a, in a darkened hood the entire time. Right. And so, which means one who of two is, things. Who is this guy? Right. It means one of two things. Either it's a character we know. Right. Or it's a character that's going to become important, at least in this series. Okay. So I'm cool with either one. Sure. Um, once they finally reveal who it is. But what I love even most is he's basically, he's setting him up to be basically food for a, a Some, beast. A it creature. looks like a rancor. Well, look, yeah, you, yeah. Again, bearing the lead. Sorry. Um, the lead. what I love is because in, in Jedi, when he's in Jabba's palace and he defeats the rancor, everyone seems shocked that he did it so easily. Right. It's because he's done it before. It's like, this isn't my first rancor. Exactly. <laughs> so this is great because now we know this is where he learns how to fight a rancor. Right. I like that there's, I mean, the guy's like, look, there's only so many lightsabers. You might have been able to open those holocrons, but these lightsabers need to be, you know, they're um, shorting out. They're they shorting mean, out. Yeah. And, and so that's important. Which and is you, why it makes me think that he's not force sensitive because he can't maintain the lightsabers. Right. And you can see the HUD here has a couple in his hand too. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're around his neck. I found it, int- I just found it really interesting that this is probably where by the time, cause what is this after episode four? Yeah, this is between four and five. Four and five. So we don't see, so by the time we see him in five, he's able to pull the lightsaber towards him, kill the Wampa, um, and fight Darth Vader on some level. Right. Right? Had he never had this experience. He wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able, I mean, it would have been like it was when he first met Vader. Yep. And so I think, I, I. Well, the only reason he survived that fight was because he didn't know he was a Skywalker. Exactly. And so I think, I don't know, I think that's a really interesting way to look at his progression right. and the fact that granted we some of us might have been upset that that wasn't his that wasn't the first time he fought Darth Vader but this next time he he fights him he's got more confidence and he's got more training mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of cool. All right, last thing here I guess is the the more banter in the ship. Um, Leia makes a deal with Asana. <laughs> Leia makes a deal with her to go to because Luke's in trouble. Right, and I think that's a pretty funny way that turns out. Um, but again, just more... Yeah, so basically it's all turning up that everybody's insane. getting up on our Shadok except for R2. Right. The last section... The last... Oh, so we have two more things. One is... 
I love that scene where Chewie's just holding the dude over the edge. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, the bartender. Yeah. So he's holding the bartender and ends up dropping him. And, of course, the great banter between C-3PO and, and, and Chewie. What'd you do with the bartender? <laughs> like, you let him go? You let him go? Yeah, um, onto a garbage can. Oh, how scowl. nice. <laughs> so yeah. the last page. The last page we meet a Gungan. Now, you're making the face. Because and... he speaks like Jar Jar. Well, don't most of them speak that way? I know. Yeah, I... but we don't remember... To this extent. Yeah. But so, he does have a lot of piercings. He's not your typical Gungan. He's only got one eye. Yeah. But the most important thing, hopefully it's just a Gungan and not Jar Jar. Yeah. But the most important thing is is who he's talking to. I mean, I can't imagine being Jar Jar, right? I don't think it's Jar Jar. God, I hope not. Is that he's, it turns out he's talking to another bounty hunter. Right. That we know from Empire and it's Dengar. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm excited to see how all this plays out. I'm enjoying all of these runs. Yeah, so that's that's the six issues we're talking about this week. Of course, we're going to be talking uh, about comics again in three more weeks. Right. And there'll be a few more issues. Of course, we'll probably have another Chewbacca by then. We'll have another of each of these, but no more Lando. Yeah, Lando's done. We'll shrink this down. I would like to bring up um, the, the DC Bombshells run, which is 12 issues. Okay. So hopefully we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll get them for you, and um, I think that's what I'd like to talk about. Cool, man. I'm excited. I think... I wouldn't mind bringing in Groot or Strange or mm-hmm. something that we've been talking about. I know I'm more in the Marvel stuff, Deadpool, um, stuff like that. We'll but, definitely have um, a Deadpool once I can read some. Yeah, no, the de- Deadpool's awesome. Um, I guess uh, that's it for our first. Uh, that's our first one shot. Yeah, dude. it's our first one shot. Oh, this is nice. Boom. Uh, all right, so thanks for tuning into the usual one shot. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. iTunes Stitch Radio, find us there. You'll find both shows now. Yeah. All our little, all our little shenanigans. Um, so rate us, like us, you know, let us know what you think. And of course, you can support the show by going to audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast or patreon.com slash usual podcast and give us a, a buck or two an episode help us out awesome be sure you uh, hit us up uh, on twitter or on facebook or whatever and just let us know what you think of our new series yes please let us know how we did and what you like and what you want absolutely we're, we're here if for you, you if you seriously there's so many comics out there if you have a specific run that you like and you want us to check out send us suggestions we'd be more than happy to look at them and we'll see you all next time